Welcome everybody. It is October 21st, 2023. That's right, and it's Battle of the Belts time here on Tap Out Talk. AEW proudly presents Battle of the Belts 8. We get a little bit of action. It's not quite Saturday night's main event. It's kind of like bonus content for Collision now. But you know what? It's not even Clash of Champions, but it is sure just a little quick hour of fun on a Saturday night if you need a little something extra after Collision. So, this one's in Memphis, Tennessee. Our commentators on the evening are Jim Ross, Scalibur, Tony Schiavone, Kevin Kelly, and Nigel McGinnis, who I liked, but is starting to get a little hokey for my liking on the commentary. But we'll kind of get into it and we'll tag in. We had a little matchup with the TBS Championship trying to rejuvenate itself with Chris Statlander and Will and Nightingale. We'll see how that goes, but let's get into our first matchup, and it is the AEW International Championship. This one is going to be defended here in the match by Orange Cassidy going against the Dark Order's John Silver with Alex Reynolds in his corner. And it's an interesting note about the AEW International Championship. As we know, very synonymous with the title is Orange Cassidy, but John Moxley did recently win this title, and then due to some unforeseen circumstances, the title ends up back on Orange Cassidy. So, we've got Orange Cassidy entering with a 24-1 record on the year, and John Silver in just a 2-0 record, which kind of surprises, which tells me he is not getting a lot of TV time with the Dark Order. Bryce Renberg is going to be the referee on the action, and what we do is we start out this match, we get Cassidy making his way up the ramp right away, and he actually bumps into John Moxley as they were ending um, AEW Collision Saturday night. And Mox and the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club were also walking up the ramp. And Moxley didn't um, really appreciate the bump as he started attacking Cassidy just like a crazy guy. Officials broke it up and Cassidy continued to make his way down the ring despite the action. And now we get through the introductions and Silver mocks Cassidy by putting his hands in his own pockets. He is an entertainer. Yeah, and he, he basically gets his uh, pockets going. And then Cassidy comes back with an added uh, attack on the followed by a tope on Reynolds on the outside of the ring. Cassidy manages to retrieve his sunglasses from Reynolds in the process, and he gets back in the ring. Cassidy is attacked by Silver, as Silver bounces off the ropes and misses a punt to the head. Silver's tossing Cassidy around the ring, a great display of pure power. Another toss, and Silver takes time to showboat at this point. And Silver, um, at this point, hits a club to the chest, and he misses a running clothesline. Cassidy has the advantage. He rams Silver's head on the turnbuckle multiple times. One, two, three, four, five. And Silver comes right back with the setup on Cassidy on the shoulder while the second rope and the avalanche backflips. Near fall for, follows as Cassidy favors his lower back. Silver with a series of kicks. And it, they get a cheer of Orange Cassidy now at this point. And Cassidy with a back elbow to escape. Briefly, Silver grabs him with one arm and drops him face first onto the ring apron. Silver with another toss ends Cassidy near the announcer table as he heads first into the set of breaks. And we are back as we go to a set of breaks, a picture in picture, because we love that on TBS. But then we get, uh, we come back and the fans are chanting with Cassidy. It's followed up by a DDT attempt on Silver. Counters on Cassidy. Transition into a roll for a kickout. Cassidy with a backslide on Silver escapes and he delivers a kicks of his own. And Cassidy comes back with a stun dog millionaire and a beach and a beach break for another near fall. A one and a two. 
Cassidy calls for the orange punch, but Reynolds gets up on the apron. And this is the point in the match where it made me kind of almost believe. And when a match like this, you know Orange Cassidy's taking the win here. But uh, he gets up on the, Reynolds gets up on the apron. Silver takes advantage with a cheap shot from behind as Reynolds takes Cassidy's title and hits him right across the head with it. Referee always um, missed it, basically. And then Silver with the roll-up. And now, as Cassidy kicks out, Silver hits and follows up with a clothesline and a spinning airplane for another one and a two. And I really thought, oh no, there's no way they're going to put this belt on John Silver, are they? Great match so far. And then Silver tried to punt to the head, and Cassidy again misses. Uh, Cassidy rolls away from the attack, and he basically trips John Silver, avoiding the move with the laziest trip ever, just rolling under him, causing him to trip. And then Orange, at this point, comes back with the orange punch for the one, the two, and the three. Orange Cassidy wins at the nine minute mark on this one. Backstage, really quick, we get a backstage segment with Andrade being interviewed when CJ Perry, none other, walks up and attempts to recruit him and says that he could be so much better and even the best under her tutelage. He's a little confused by the interaction. The interviewer had to mention that. I think she wants to be your manager. And then he just kind of blew it off. So, it is an interesting take to maybe see if C.J. Perry can get some other people under her belt. But, speaking of belts, we get an impromptu match that wasn't supposed to be on the card, at least not advertised, and we get Ring of Honor Television Championship. Um, Tony Nese it gets the jobber's entrance here, already in the ring, after commercial. We don't really know his record, but if one of you guys do know, let me know in the comments down below. Um, and we got Samoa Joe entering, as Tony Nese... Um, is with Smart Mark Sterling in the very beginning, and he declares himself the next Ring of Honor television champion. And Samoa Joe, basically heard enough, enters the ring with both of those men. Samoa Joe's record is shown with an 18 wins and zero losses, and it shows that he's 566 days as Ring of Honor television champion. Referee for this one's gonna be Brandon Martinez, and we get underway. Jo Joe, um, he's tries charging at Joe, and is caught high in an air like, you know, basketball, Caught in the air like a basketball and slammed to the canvas, just dropped right down with one hand. Joe follows up with punches to the face, and the crowd is just getting into this. Sterling causes a distraction, jumps up on the apron to help Nice. Nigel McGinnis at one point kind of says, Who is this guy? Uh, smart Mark Sterling, right? And then at this point, Nice goes for a move from the top and misses Joe, and he moves on the way out. And Joe sets up Nice for the muscle buster, and this one is done. One two and a three Samoa Joe wins at the one minute around 42nd mark and then post-match Joe grabs a microphone to give MJF a foreshadowing of things to come Joe sees himself as the next AEW world champion again didn't we do this already we doing this again and for MJF the champion has a choice which is uh, give Joe the title shot or Joe will take it MJF is a wanted man all around the parts of AEW Hey guys, speaking of wanted, we want to interact with you here on Tap Out Talk. So if you guys just kind of comment down below, let's talk a little, or hit me up over on Twitter X. You know, I always try to follow back everybody that I can or you know, I'm able to. And then also, you know, if you guys could just hit, at least hit the like button here, that'd be great. Check us out. Also, we got fansofprowrestling.com. My tag team mates over there. We got Will, Heather, John, Carlos, and the whole gang. But. On the webpage, we got all kinds of other great content from guys like Austin Boyer, Ted the Hillbilly Hill, all kinds of great folks over there. So go and check us out, and let's get in. We also got the next matchup.
to get into, and that is Chris Statlander defending her TBS championship, going against Willow Nightingale in this one. Nightingale's had a hot year. She's won a title over in Japan. She's been the Owen Hart uh, tournament winner for the women this year, and Chris Statlander is not bad herself. She's entering... 16-0 uh, on the year with 146 days as champion. Has it really been that long? That kind of blows my mind. I, it feels like just the other day it was her and Jade uh, winning the title back from Jade, but I guess it has been some time. Willow Nightingale's record is 17-10, but she's got four wins in her last five matches. Referee over this one's going to be Mike Posey, and there's an exchange of lockups immediately, and there's wrist locks along with reversals here. Willow with the takedown, and Chris Statlander comes back with one of her own, and they get into a stalemate. The two exchange shoulder tackles as Willow gets the best of the encounter. Willow's got kind of a different vibe to her I like. She's got a little bit of Bailey to her vibe as far as character style, but a little bit of Body Donna's or a Simon Dean type character. Maybe not Simon Dean, but you guys know, it's bright, it's vibrant. Um, you know, I like a lot about her work. Chris Statlander, I'm also a fan of her work. She, um, is really come along and developed in the AEW brand. But getting back to the action, Willow to set her, set her up for a nice elbow drop from the top rope. Willow rolls out of the ring and regroup, and Statlander does a weird back moonsault. And then there's a, a spot where she basically just kind of came across a little rough. I was a little worried there for a second. Chris tries to pick Willow up as Willow tosses Chris onto the steel post. There's a hair toss, follows from Willow with a big cannonball. And Willow tries to cover, and it's a near fall for a one and a two. Willow follows up with headbutts and Statlander as they head to the next set of picture-in-picture -picture ad breaks on TBS, right? This is free TV, folks. We are back right after that, and then we get Willow connecting with a hip attack and some rapid lariats just swinging in the ring. Then later on, we get a little bit of blue thunder in the action. Statlander goes back up to the top, and Willow stops her with a few shots. Willow with an avalanche Death Valley driver, but she can't secure it, and she's delayed in the pinning and get capitalizing on it. Willow chokes Statlander, followed by another cannonball to the head. Willow on the top of Statlander as she goes up and gets a power bomb. Statlander to the top again and connects with a 450 splash. One, two, three, and still your TBS champion, Chris Statlander. She's out of this world. But post-match, Chris Statlander offers to shake the hand of Willow as Sky Blue comes in and swipes her hand away, and Willow tries to calm Sky down as she shakes Chris's hand and walks away. Sky looks really disgusted um, at the whole altercation or the interaction between the two, and she takes off, and there's definitely tension between them. Um, I gotta say this. I'm not really liking Sky Blue's new look. Um, I liked her better with the blue hair, and standing next to Chris Statlander, it looked like the cheap great value brand of Chris Statlander you know she just didn't look as athletic and she didn't look um she looked like she was trying to be a knockoff and I actually like Sky Blue a little bit better when she had you know just so many months ago with the blue hair and a whole different style but her hair is very close to Chris Statlander's hair and it did take away a little bit of my viewing there I was like ooh, and they seemed almost similar um for me, Statlander, her work has been phenomenal since really kind of picking up this TBA championship and trying to push ahead with it. And I know there was supposed to be a big rematch interaction with Jade Cargill, but other plans have changed that in free agency of the world today. And now that Jade Cargill is with WWE, Chris Statlander has, you know, got two definitive wins over her and is trying to really redefine this championship. Um, 
I still think TBS Championship, I like the idea it should be that bitch championship. I like that, the TBS. Um, but ultimately, let's get to the next matchup. And we get the main event. But before that, we do get a quick backstage segment with Orange Cassidy not liking the John Moxley interaction earlier and says that he will have an interaction this Wednesday on Dynamite. We'll talk about that in our post-game show on Wednesday night with Carlos and the gang, but on our Twitter space. But ultimately, AEW's Trios Championship is your main event for Battle of Belts 8. We've got the Acclaim coming in with a record of 18-2, and and there's 55 days of championships with them guys right now. Um, that one actually seems like it should have been a little bit longer. Um, I thought they had the belts a lot longer than that, but they had the custom belts and everything. And these titles probably aren't changing hands too much. Daniel Garcia, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ang um, come in with a record of 11-5. and five. I got to give these guys some credit here. Um, even though they don't have a tag team name like the Acclaim, right? They do look like they were part of a package with all wearing red leather trunks or pants, I should say. And they, um, So I will say, you know, they're trying to, you know, formulate a group. But I will say um, the referee in this one is Stephen, or Stefan Smith. Garcia and Castor kick off this main event with a lockup and they exchange and they reach around, they hold, and then Garcia with a takedown as Castor comes back with a leg scissors takedown. Scissors, scissors, scissors everywhere. Garcia smoothly gets out of the hole and he's about to start dancing when Minhart comes in to stop him. Bowens is tagged and now Garcia tries to dance again, but is stopped by Anna Jay who has accompanied them to the ring. Um, he, he pleads basically for him to stop. Garcia obliges while the referee decides to eject her from ringside. Pretty quick there. Smart move by the ref and she gets um, inside the ring to physically stop Garcia. Menard hits Bowens from behind this time and Bowens comes back on the offense with some nice strikes. Parker follows and they get the same treatment before Billy Gunn is tagged in. And when he's tagged in, it's like just a hot tag. And daddy ass, Billy Gunn, um, double team offense and the do as they come, they scissor again, and before uh, they come with a double elbow drop. Billy's with the cover, the Menard, and Menard kicks out. Caster is now tagged, Garcia's tagged, and then ultimately uh, we get back, we go to another set of ad breaks, and we come back, and Garcia's literally walking over the back of Bowens. Parker is tagged, and then uh, basically we go later back and forth in the action. Later on, then, we do get Billy with some powerful strikes to everyone in sight. For a scoop and slam on Menard, Bowens to the top with a leg drop between the groin as the acclaimants scissor one another. Uh, all hell breaks loose, and now we get a fighting back and forth, and everybody's just pandemonium gone wild. Garcia with a clothesline as the fans are begging him to do the dance. He finally does, and he follows up looking with a pile driver. Billy Gunn comes in for the save with the famous sir, and before some double team action. And Bowens and Caster in this one with the one, two, and the three. And they retain these titles. They've got custom titles. They've got them for 55 days and more. And these aren't going anywhere. But I will say, you know, there wasn't really much of a title change fooling me on this one. But you do see that, you know, it's a great way to highlight some of Daniel Garcia, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hang Yang. Um, I will say, you know, uh, the other trio uh, with Danny Garcia and company, I'll say, you know, they just seem a little stale in that sense. And I don't know if they just need an overall, you know, like a formulated gimmick among the group or what we can do. And I think that's what they're trying to do with Anna Jay a little bit. 
But ultimately, let's get into just a quick recap. So again, it's Saturday night, right? It's Saturday night fights and it's Battle of Belts 8. Um, for me, the match of the night was definitely Chris Statlander going over Will and Nightingale with the 450 splash. That was the most entertaining one for myself. Um, there are going to be some of you guys that are going to like the acclaimed in the Daniel Garcia match, but I felt like it was a good match. But I do felt like the ladies maybe should have main evented this one tonight. Um, also, we get Orange Cassidy with some storyline advancement. And, and so I just want to say, you know, good job to the whole crew tonight and kind of what they were doing and, you know, just a little extra. And, and it's, it's very tough sometimes to keep a crowd that hot after, you know, all of the matches that they had of the two hours of collision. Plus, you know, there's some tapings before that for Ring of Honor. So I got to say, Battle of the Belts did hit the spot. It did now stay its welcome. And it was definitely a good time. Now, no alcohol required. So, guys, I just want to say thank you. I'm getting out of here. Like, share, subscribe. And it's not goodbye, but it's game over.